0: Hello, world. Welcome to the IMG Handover podcast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the IMG Handover. Today's topic is part two of the speaker series. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the IMG Handover. My name is Gautam, and today I'm joined by the uh, usual suspects, the... (laughs) very lovely co-host uh hey how's it going man good good Andy.
1: hello How
0: how's your weekend bindi
1: weekend's been great it should be five days mandatory (laughs) and of course pars
0: (laughs) how's it going galtham Doing well, you know, looking forward to these weekly podcasts as always. (laughs) Um, I love it. No, I'm serious. Honestly,
1: it is. It brings (laughs) such joy.
0: Exactly. It's a nice, it's a nice break away from the uh, hospitals. Um, Anyways, so our last episode, if you haven't listened, just a quick plug again, you should, as Pars actually talked about all about his life story and my was it a great one <laughs> today our episode features the great d um and so yeah that was the surprise from the last episode and uh yeah well i guess we'll learn a little bit more about d ourselves included mm-hmm. so d the floor is yours i guess we'll start with the same question um, tell us a little bit about
1: yourself awesome so i'm really please listen to the last episode maybe after this episode (laughs) (laughs) or different expectations um so i am 29 years old in third year of medical school here at griffith university (laughs) um originally i'm from vancouver british columbia the beautiful pacific northwest um a little bit more about myself i i it's. i always find these questions interesting because i'm like i could start from my very origin story <laughs> and move up but i would say that things that are pertinent to you guys knowing is i'm definitely someone who enjoys cooking and all things like cuisine orientated because i actually love like the whole um entertainment aspect of it i have a big family back home and i i really enjoyed that whole aspect of uh Entertaining. <laughs>
2: Quick fire question: Favorite inspirational chef? Go.
1: Oh, favorite. Oh, Laura Vitale. But she's well done. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to say Gordon Ramsay just because I want to be like that passionate about what cooking, but I don't think I could get to that level yet. But um, I think that I've always had like a very strong um, family connection. Most of my childhood activities would always revolve around cousins and like you know aunts and uncles and nephews and nieces and I didn't really know that there was anything I didn't know the whole concept of like first cousin and second cousin until somebody else explained it to me um I used to play soccer pretty uh pretty religiously for a majority of my life and up until like grade 10 in high school and um I always had played badminton because my mom is notorious for being um, like she plays badminton with both her left and right hand so it'd be me and my sister against my mom when we were little so and she loved it she did not by the way when parents that say oh we'll be easy on you that was not my mother she was like you will learn to lose (laughs) and you will be grateful for it um i actually really enjoy gardening Uh, i don't know if i was really that good at it but my mom my mom instilled that yeah early on and I'm trying to think of anything else that's like really that interesting. I, I think that's about it. <laughs> in general, I think that would sum sum me up in a couple words.
3: Yeah, I mean, I really enjoy how your mom taught you the <laughs> um, the the way to lose gracefully, I guess, <laughs> um, and uh, get used to uh life because it's full of failures, unfortunately <laughs> yes. so um, yeah that's a great life lesson
1: honestly yeah um. there was you weren't allowed to cry after you lost a bad one mm. you had to be like thank you for the match <laughs> it's
2: a great quote i follow by aim low and avoid disappointment
1: yes did my mom tell you that <laughs> she texted it to me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or parents they all have this handbook where they're just like this is this is helpful um Yeah, Yeah, sorry.
3: Um, So, like, can you tell us a little bit more about what led you to your path towards medicine? Um, And I guess, like, you know, how that came about and whether that was your first choice and all that fun stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, It wasn't my first choice. I'll start off by saying that. And the reason for that was because my road to medicine was very different to some of my peers who also got into medical school um not all of them but i thought that my story was a little bit weird i came on this windy road (laughs) um i loved science ever since i was i think that a lot of that has to do with my mom um my mom's a plant the head plant pathologist back home and she i was always like intrigued by what she was doing she would always like i remember going into her lab and her showing us like petri dishes and how to like swab for bacteria and how they grow and microscopes and all this stuff. So I remember getting my first little science kit and I loved it, um, which is probably why I really enjoy cooking because it's a science. It, <laughs> um,
0: really is, so. it
1: really is. Baking I suck at, but I think that's more of a patience thing than <laughs> anything else. Um, and I wanted to do, I, I knew right away I didn't want to do plant biology which I thought my mom would be horrified, but she's like, no, like, it's okay. (laughs) Like, I understand it's a niche field. And I went into high school knowing that I really, I was really, really passionate about biology. Um, I actually liked chemistry in um, uh, high school and I hated physics. And I got into university, so I I changed my path a lot of times. Right out of high school, I actually wrote the pharmacy, the PCAT, I don't know if anybody remembers that. So right out of high school, I was 18 years old. I wrote the PCAT when it was written, like, handwritten in a paper format. Seven hours. Yeah.
3: it's about to
1: say that's a long exam. It was because I just wanted to see, like, what I was up against. And with no, no amount of study, like, that was actually, like, substantial enough. I was, I obviously didn't do well. And that was, like, a good sign for me. And I wanted to do... Pharmacy for a while, and then I changed over to doing wanting to do, um, uh, like occupational. I just wanted to be in some form of healthcare because I felt like that was, like healthcare is broad enough where you're able to challenge yourself and always be curious and and shift your career um, throughout the whole, throughout your whole like career itself. Like you can manipulate the environment to work for you, and I think that was what I was never bored when I was studying biology and physiology and all this kind of stuff. And I thought that that's what kind of drove me. Um, I also lived with my grandparents when I was younger and I saw a lot of health issues along the way and I really began to appreciate that that's like how it affects everyone on a whole. Um, And I know it's so cliche, but I loved helping people. Like I love seeing my grandparents, like helping them through their ailments was something that's really made me who i am today and i carried that through into undergrad i did um a two-year or i attempted to do a two-year diploma after high school at like a community college in um science because i still wasn't sure what route i was going to take i just knew i just really wanted to do science and um i didn't do well like i i just i think it was more so the pressure of like try having everything figured out there were other life things happening at the same time and um I just succumbed to that pressure and then I ended up having to withdraw from school because I couldn't maintain my grades and that was a huge um a huge hit to the ego because I think when you're you hear people I was like high achieving in high school and then I wasn't really sure of what to do and um in terms of my career so I was like okay this is a good pathway to take and go through this community college and um I didn't do well. So I kind of had to like reevaluate. I did some like odd jobs here and there and took some online classes and adult like own, or uh, evening classes just to like recenter myself like maybe science wasn't my thing, but I could I always came back to science and then I pulled myself together a bit, held myself a little bit more accountable, made a plan and then I got into SFU. And I finished my bachelor's. So it took me a while to get to that point. Um, fun fact, I graduated from this. Like, my mom also graduated from SFU. <laughs> so it was kind of the graduation ceremony was, like, a nice little, like, she graduated as well as I did. So that was a nice little p- well, package. at you know, no, no, the same time. No, 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 not at the same time. But she is. Oh, wow. She is she, she, oh an
3: alumni. And you were yeah, she's an joining and I was, the alumni crew. Yeah. So it was, probably, it
1: was a good moment it was a good moment yeah but it was definitely like um a lot of highs and lows along that uh, path but I quickly realized that uh I wanted to pursue medicine um what was limiting me a lot of times was myself of being like I don't know if I can actually do this but every single physiology class I took I was always fascinated by it and um I wrote the MCAT And it was hard. And again, I think a lot of that was a lot. I was fighting my doubt of like, oh, can I actually be in medicine along with other people who've always excelled in their life? Um, But again, taking failure, (laughs) you know, with a little bit more not not accepting it, like making sure that you're not like, you know, fully succumbing to this failure, like trying to make something out of it, I think really shaped me and how I am here right now. Kind of. That's my path to medicine. (laughs) I didn't do any of the. Cool, fun jobs, because I'm... I mean, I could have done, like, something about chef training. That would have been cool.
3: <laughs> no, but I do uh, I do think you gained uh, quite a bit of um, experience with just interacting with people through some of the jobs that you had, because um, myself as well, uh, I feel like I didn't really... Uh, talk to people that much in some of my uh, occupations, and then when I did get a job where it was a lot of talking to people and facilitating, like you know, sales or whatever it was, that's where I kind of gained a lot of even um, reading uh, critically and like analyzing things to their detail. I got at uh, my last job, which was insurance. Um, so are, were there any jobs that you could kind of reflect on that uh, gave you some of the skills that you have today to better yourself in in this field of medicine?
1: Uh, customer service. <laughs> um, I I think that if you haven't worked with people and like at any level of customer service, you realize like how insignificant you like, and I mean this in a good way, like, um, your the customer is not doesn't care if you're having a bad day or a good day. They just want you to make sure that you got that Adidas shirt in a size medium. And you, if you don't have it, like that, you are the worst person to them at that moment. And I used to think things were so like people would get angry about things, and I was like, this is so trivial. Like, why are you so upset when there's like it's just like an item of clothing and you would get the brunt of everything the managers would get mad that you're not handling the situation and the customers would get mad that you're not finding a solution but i found that my ability to communicate was like enhanced during that time and i also realized that um i think i learned a lot of patience and not like not really becoming not letting the anger take over um uh, because it's easy to react. You can just, if you just, like, remember, just take a minute, take a step back, and then just, as as, as simple as that sounds, these little skills are so important. And you see it. You see it when you come into medicine, when people are unable to, like, they get flustered. And we all do, but it's, it, like, these coping skills were really good. Um, I think also, I'm the first person in my family to get into medicine. And I think that was a lot. Woo! I mean, but there's a lot of people like that, but I just didn't know how to like navigate, and I didn't know any physicians around me and like that, or like family, friends, and stuff like that, until I started reaching out. So I agree with you, Paris. Like I made, I like made friends with people. I was like, hey, okay, your cousin's like, can I talk to this person and just get some like insight? I'm really struggling right now as to like what I want to do, how I want to do this, and you just got to keep, like, you got to persevere. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know if that answered your... I mean, I had, like, like fun jobs that were, like... I worked at the movie theater, and I I realized that movie theater butter never gets out of your clothes, no matter how hard you try. <laughs> and it's always overpriced, please, people. Like, please. Like, it's just, like, a ridiculous amount of money.
2: <laughs> Watch your cholesterol. I know, I know. It was
1: just... Um, but, yeah, I did jobs like that, and I... But my passion was always, I don't know who I would be if I wasn't a student, which is weird to think about because I loved to learn despite failing at times. I still loved to learn. Um, So that's Um, why medicine's, I think, a challenge. And it's good that way. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like that's, it's, it's good to have like some sort of exposure before, like, it just it just having like complete academic uh experience um before coming into medicine uh i think is is putting yourself a little bit short so I think it is good to have um more experience and having like a job or or some type of exposure like that mm-hmm. um, I had some family that were uh, in the field of medicine. So hmm. I got some a- exposure from them in terms of not wanting me to do medicine. Uh, they they said that, you know, um, there's plenty of ways to help people mm. a- and that type of stuff. Um, and that medicine is something that you don't fully grasp until you're actually in it. Um, did you get any sort of similar... <laughs> Um,
1: advice advice yeah (laughs) yeah I did someone was like I was like okay I think I'm gonna write the MCAT I'm thinking I'm gonna try to get into medicine and they're like are you sure and I was like what an interesting question like why would you ask that and I think this person's reasoning was really profound because she's like it's a sacrifice for the rest of your career like you're gonna miss out on birthdays you're gonna miss your own milestones you're going to miss your family it's like you're going you're going to be absent and relationships will be tested and you know you have to sacrifice your time your energy part of your youth to this um, career so you have to believe that you're passionate about it and i think that that was what was really good is like she made me address like like grade almost the severity of my passion And I just I couldn't find I don't see myself in any other now at this point, like having gone through what I went through. And I actually tried to, like, see other avenues and like actively see what the application process is, like see what pharmacy process is. And I wrote the PCAT again. And I was like, but I don't really know if I really want to do this. And, you know, I considered or um, occupational therapy. And I was like, again, like I'm not really like like thrilled about like I don't feel like I would be challenged. And as I know, again, that sounds very cliche, but I think that this is where I, this is a field where I will never be comfortable. Like I can always change my comfort level because I think once you get comfortable, your growth as a person stops. So you need to maintain that. And I think medicine allows me to have that avenue of um, exploring my passion for learning more. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, I was just curious, um, I guess also for our listeners, like, I'm sure there's someone out there that's maybe struggling, Mm. um, also had to withdraw from their course or university. Mm. Um, What's a piece of advice you would give them having that experience now?
1: Yeah, um, I think you have to be uh, pragmatic about it. You have to be really, really, um, it's it's not fun. It's not nice to look at yourself in a way that's like not ideal. You have to find what your weaknesses are and you have to address them. Mm. So whether it's like, okay, I'm not studying as well as I should or maybe I should look at different methods or maybe it's my friend group or maybe I have to go to a different school entirely or a different field. Um, I remember watching this episode of I think it was Oprah's like speaker series as well. And she interviewed David Copperfield. And I remember he said three things and I'll never forget the three P's to success and it's um, preparation, passion and perseverance and slash persistence. And I think that that holds true in any aspect. And that really just like, really it was foundational at that time. Because I think that when you're ready to receive that kind of information, I realize, okay, I'm like, I have passion about it, but I'm not really preparing. I'm like, I need to work on that preparation aspect of medicine. Like I need to get my blank together. <laughs> I need to like sort okay, out your all your
2: papers together. Papers, exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, I, you know, and it's, it's not, it's not a fun process but um you have to push through it because there's a reason why you can't just accept that as a failure you have to move forward because it's just simply not good enough for yourself like you, you owe yourself more chances than just um just that one yeah that's what i would say <laughs>
2: just gonna go with the continuous joke from the first episode so here's another plug for the first episode if you haven't seen it in this speaker series uh, not the first episode overall of this podcast although that one was good too so check that one out <laughs> but uh i definitely feel like a reporter so nine news, uh cavi representing here d nice to meet you um just got a quick short one for you today um actually i don't know if it's quick to be honest with you um I think for anyone that's listening in on this podcast, this is, um and I, I'm obviously I'm finding out this information like live and <laughs> new as myself because we're all learning things about each other. So it's great to see an individual that has. Well, I mean, everyone's gone through adversity, but also like listening to your adversities that you've gone through and um knowing, you know, how to how to tackle it. And like you said, you know, still continuing to to fulfill your passion of being a student or a lifelong student, which is exactly what getting into medicine really is or learning lifelong knowledge. Um, kind of similar to Galtham's question. Um, do you, did you find that you're like, I'm interested cause I, this is like an area that I'm like interested in myself is, did you feel that during your time of going through that adversity and not really kind of knowing like where you kind of fit or what you want to do, like how your emotional intelligence was at that time and did you feel like it grew and by that i mean like the emotions a little bit of that of how you felt and do you feel you're better prepared when you're facing adversities right now because face it like there, you're we're all gonna face those things in the next five to ten years for sure being put under the gun um you know like practicing for different exams and you know Uh, making referrals or whatever the situation may be so Mm -hmm. i'm very curious to know um just a little bit about um if you learned if you felt anything from that side and what you learned about it
1: um yeah so i think that there's aspects of that time there was like a year where i was just like i had no no idea what i was doing where i i had to accept that there is there's going to be failure in my life no matter what, that the only thing that I can do is just try to be the best version of myself. Now, I have to admit that I really, really hung on to that and I had to prove myself um, a lot. So sometimes I was a little bit too high strung in my expectations and I would, you know, try to go the extra mile all the time and always be overprepared. And I don't know if that's necessarily healthy or or sustainable even. Um, But I think that... I'm more primed to the guilt aspect of it more than anything. Cause I, I really was down on myself for a long time. Like um, I didn't think like your self-worth is really tested during that time. And I think at that point I realized, okay, it's human error. We can all fail in varying degrees and make mistakes. And I think the best thing that you can do again is going back to that same three pieces. Like you have to prepare, you have to be passionate you have to be persistent. And if I prepare and I still mess up, at least I've prepared. If I haven't done that, then maybe the mistake or failure is, like, you know, coming. And you have to be able to accept that and know that you will make your path. You you will, like, you know, figure out these pieces along the way. Um, being all, like, you know, uh, rose-colored glasses on and being like, no matter what, work hard and you'll figure it out. No, you have to work hard and you may still not figure it out. But know that you'll have the pieces to put these, like, Put your puzzle together and it might not be in the same trajectory that you wanted to be in but you'll get there you just have to like you might just have to take a different route and i don't know if that answers your question
2: uh, uh thanks for that
0: um, <laughs> uh,
2: yeah i i would uh i i would say to everyone that's listening in um just hearing hearing about your experiences and stuff it it, it is very difficult when you are i think just adding my own anecdote in here real quick that's okay I permission to um is uh like I think people a lot of times the people that you see in medicine and you can obviously agree or disagree with this is is a lot of individuals that are for sure you know top of the class always gets it and um you know they're they're all with it so but It's always great to see stories of people who, you know, had, had to like, had, have change in their life and then re-figure out the way they're doing things and then still become successful. It's just equally as nice to see. So Mm -hmm. I think your story has been very enlightening. So that's just what I wanted to add. Thanks. That's all for me from Nine News. We'll (laughs) catch catch you, tune in next
0: time.
1: (laughs) Nah, thanks, Kevin. I mean, there's a lot of us, a lot of people who've gone through different things and, yeah I'm here
0: <laughs> for sure thank you so much Dee for sharing your story as we've said and also Kavi you know he's probably been promoted to CEO of this news company for all of his insights as well I've uh, become senior analyst now <laughs> senior analyst. Um, does anyone else have any other questions great um so again thanks i uh,
2: love that sweater uh, galtham thank you thank
0: you uh hopefully we'll have the cap- capabilities to show our, ourselves soon oh, gosh. but we're still audio only for now
1: yes.
0: <laughs> um so thanks all of you guys again for listening um tune in next time as this marks the end of our shift this handover is now complete